this podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. I just, I just want you to know, and this may be some of you tonight, and we're praying against sickness. If you've had sickness in your body, just begin to say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. If, if you've had an injury to your body, I tell you, I, I sense and have heard different things about sickness going around and things in people's body, so we're speaking healing over you. In the name of you, you just receive that. Man, Father God, I receive that in my body right now. He's the healer. Same yesterday, today, and forever, okay? All right. Go with me to the book of Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Now, my job as a pastor is to, to feed the sheep. Jesus told Peter that in John 21, 17. He said, feed my sheep. So the word of God you're going to get tonight will be like a bell of hay to the sheep, okay? You ought to celebrate that. I'm, I'm telling you, when the, the rancher takes a bell of hay out to the sheep, you know what the sheep do? They come running. They're excited about the opportunity to eat. Well, you're sheep. I'm a sheep in God's kingdom, and we're going to get a bell of hay tonight, okay? Amen. I'm telling you, I'll be excited about the word of God. Now, the last couple months, remember, we talked about going against the flow of the world. The things that happen into the world, and we got to understand that the things of this world are trying to overtake every one of us. So we talked about that for several months. Now, last week, we talked about one of the ways that we go against the flow of the world, and that was a thing called integrity. If you're a person of integrity in, in our society right now, you're going to be going against the flow. Okay? That's a good thing to do, to stay. I'm going to stand up for the things of God. Now, tonight we're going to talk about another way that me and you learn to go against the flow of the world, and it's a thing called honor. When I learn to honor what God says, to honor, just because God says there's a blessing attached to it. Mark chapter 6, let's begin in verse 1. Talking about Jesus, then he went out from there, and he came to his own country, which was Nazareth, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. Now notice right there. On the Sabbath, what did Jesus do? He didn't say he came in there and told them a bunch of jokes. It said he taught them the Word of God. That is what we've got to get back to, guys. We've got to stay with the Word of God. And so Jesus teaches them in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him? that such mighty works are performed by his hand. Now, when you read this, guys, Jesus wowed them. They stood in awe. He was amazing. But what ultimately gets them, and you'll see in this passage, is they were perplexed with Jesus because they had seen how he grew up. They were around him all the time. Now, look what takes place in verse number 3. Is this not the carpenter? And so they they downplayed Jesus by saying, he's just the carpenter. And note the next thing he said, the son of Mary. Now that was spoken from a negative view also. Because usually they would say he was the son, in this situation it would have been of Joseph, the son of a man. So right here they come back, and in a certain way they slap Jesus and say, the son of Mary. The brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simeon, And are not his sisters here with us? So really what they're getting over to is, we knew all his brothers. 
We went to junior high with them. We played ball with them. We knew his sisters. Actually, we were invited to one of his sisters' birthday party. Now look at the last part of verse 3. So they were offended at him. They were offended at him. And so when you read this, they were disapproving of Jesus. And when you read this, they could never get past who God called Jesus to be because they got hung up with him because of his flesh and blood. And part of honoring is to honor people who, who God has called into certain positions, okay? Now look what Jesus goes on to say here in verse 4. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. So what ends up getting them, guys, is their lack of honor, their lack of reverence. And once again, they became very familiar with Jesus, and they just viewed him as a man. Now, when we read this, the word dishonor means to treat someone as common or ordinary. And that's what they did with Jesus. They treated him as common and ordinary, and they tried to justify why they treated him this way by withholding honor. Now, each one of us in here, we can do that also if we're not careful. And, and when we do this, guys, we take for granted the things that God has called people to be. And as I begin to look at this, I begin to think, okay, what would be a good analogy for most of us? Well, think about this. When you begin to date someone, whether that's your spouse right now or years ago, everything in your life, everything was great. Every day was good. You think when you first started dating someone, you were just kind of in la-la land. You floated around on the clouds and, man, nothing bothered you. And everything was wonderful. Why? You continually to show honor to one another. Over and over and over. And a lot of times we showed honor, we didn't even think about it. I mean, men, we would, we would run to get around to the side of the car to open the door. We were so polite and it was easy. So what happened? What happened? Well, this is what happens. We begin to view each other as just common and ordinary and become very familiar so we start treating each other as common and what honor once made great now dishonor now makes it ordinary now the word honor means to value to esteem to view as precious now maybe you've said this before if my husband was just half the husband as your husband was well, if my wife was just half the wife your wife was. Have you ever thought about it in this light? Is who your husband or wife are, is it because of the honor that you showed him? Or are who they aren't or who they isn't because of the lack of honor you didn't show them? See, I think a lot of times when you see men or women that are very successful, a lot of times it's because they had a spouse that would honor them. I knew this would be real popular tonight. A lot of amens. Now, this is just one analogy here, guys, that, that we can show how honor works. I've found in life that people will either rise to your expectation of them or they'll lower themselves to your expectation of them. 
Every time, and this is exactly what happens with Jesus right here. They lowered their expectation of Jesus because they treated him as common as ordinary. Now look with me in verse 5. Now he, Jesus, could do no mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few people and he healed them. And he marveled, Jesus marveled because of their unbelief or their lack of faith in him. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. Now, this, this verse right here, verses 5 and 6, and they've always got me. It says there that Jesus could not do any mighty works. It didn't say he wouldn't. It says that he couldn't. Now, every time I read it, I want to say, stop, time out. This is the Son of God. He can do whatever he wants. Evidently not. When people withheld honor from Jesus, they limited him. He couldn't do the things that God had sent him to do because of their lack of unbelief or their lack of faith in him. Now, when I read this, you know what I see? Jesus tied a lack of faith with dishonor. Now, it's easy, guys, when we get over these things, if we're not careful to do the same thing. God put high emphasis on honor. He always has. Now, I want you to look with me in the book of Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. So right there, Genesis, then Exodus, you see one of the first things that we're to do. We've got to honor Jesus. We've got to esteem Jesus. We've got to view him as precious. Now, for the next few minutes tonight, we're going to go over the different areas that Father God told us to honor. Not me, Father God, the Word of God. And guys, listen, honor was big to Father God, and honor still is big to Father God, even in a society that doesn't view honor very highly. Now, look with me here in Exodus 20, and as you've got there, you probably see this is the chapter about the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor, 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 honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, when I, I read this, there's really two options. You either honor them or you dishonor them. But understand this, when you dishonor them, there's going to be consequences. It's going to hinder the very blessings that God wants to bless us with. And so he says, your life will be long. It will be well with us when we learn to honor now, this is such a big deal, it made God's top ten. Well, it's not a big, yeah, it is a big deal. It's a real big deal when you find out there. The Amplified says it this way, regard your father and your mother, treat with honor, with due obedience and courtesy. Now, what's interesting to this verse, a lot of times as adults, you know where we go? Our children, they should honor us. Those teenagers, they should honor us. But actually, that verse applies to every one of us through our lifetime. I don't ever see an exemption in there that once you hit 50, you're done. You don't have to do it. I've never found that. And so understand this. As long as I'm on this earth, I'm to honor. Okay? The issue 
is to honor your mother and father in our society right now, you'll have to go against the flow. Because in our society, especially young, younger generations, it's almost viewed as cool or comical to trash your parents. And you know what? You can. And it's amazing when I get around ones, teens, to hear how they pop their parents. And sometimes they'll pop their parents in front of their friends and they'll look at them like, boy, I told my mom, I told my dad, well, pat yourself on the back. There's a great reward for that. And you know what it is? You will not live long on this earth and it will not be well with you. And many people will say, well, these ten suggestions, they're outdated. They're not relevant anymore to the society we live in. Just, just, just examine our nation. Just examine ourselves and begin to look and think, this is still relevant. I believe this is part of the problems in our society, is there's a lack of reverence. There's a lack of honor. You know, two weeks ago, I, I spoke down there to the teenagers. And one of the things I said to them that, that you can trade the blessings of God for some stuff that you really don't want. And part of it was, you can dishonor your mother and father. You can do it. But understand this, you're giving up the blessing. You're giving up the birthright that God wants to bless you with. And there was a girl there who was probably old junior high. And after the service was over there, she began to weep. And she began to, she began to, to cry uncontrollably. And I said, who is she? And you know what they said? We don't know. She's a guest. And you know what she said? I've disrespected my mother and father over and over again. And she said, I didn't know it was wrong. See, we live in a society, guys, where people aren't being taught the Word of God. It ought to be a joy for us to honor, to honor our mother and father. And guys, right now, I'm blessed my mother and father are still alive. Now, I hadn't always been the greatest honor. I did stuff that dishonored them, dishonored their name. I've repented. And I've repented. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the stuff I did. But I'll tell you right now, since I've been born again, I'll do everything in my power to honor my mother and father. Not, not just because what the Word of God says. Now, that, that does move me. But the big thing is because it's right. It's what's right to do. Now, I'm going to highlight this a little bit more here in a little bit. Even the things with, with our spouses, our parents. But what else does, does Father God tell us to honor? Well, look at with me in Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. See, guys, this is the stuff that's going against the flow. You, you watch some of the things on TV, and you will see them bash people and bash people and bash people. How do I learn to go against the flow? Obey the Word of God. I tell you, this is the narrow road I see more and more. Obey the Word of God. Do what God's Word says. And the great thing about the Bible, it reads the same for every one of us. And I promise you, if you open this book up again tomorrow, it's going to read the same thing. God's Word never changes. Thank God. Hallelujah. Romans 13, verse 1. Let how many... Let every, every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. In other words, what he's saying, 
the authorities that are uh, given are permission by Father God. When you look at this, guys, God set this this world in order. And he said, this is how I'm going to do it. Now, when you read this right here, the authority that he's talking about is given to mankind. It's given to human beings. That's what gets us in trouble a lot of times. We look at flesh and blood instead of looking at the offices that God has appointed people to. Huge difference. Verse 2. Therefore, whoever resists or rebels the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring or receive judgment on themselves. And you know what he's telling me right here? You can do it if you want. You can rebel and you can resist all you want, but understand, it's going to be some self-inflicted judgment upon yourself. Not good. Verse 3. For rulers are not a terror, a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? It's pretty simple. Do what is good or do what's right. In other words, obey. Obey the law. He, he makes it real clear here. He says, you want it to be well, just obey. Do what's right. In every area. Now keep reading. And you will have praise from the same. For he, he is God's minister. Who is he here? Human beings. Mankind. Whether it's a woman or man, they're flesh and blood. And notice what he says right here specifically about them. For he is God's minister to you for good. Well, I don't view it that way, but God does. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. Now, I want you to notice the phrase there, he does not bear the sword. You know what the sword is used for? Capital punishment. In other words, they've been authorized to do stuff. And it says, he does not bear the the sword in vain, or it's useless. For nothing. For he, the man or the woman, is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath or punishment on him who practices evil. Okay? And we got to get a hold of this. Now keep reading with me. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for your conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. So you know what he's telling you? When you pay taxes, guys, the people that are underneath the, the authorities here, they're over us. Now that can be a lot of different people. But look what he says here. Pay close attention. Now verse 7. Render therefore to all their due taxes, to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs, fear to whom fear and honor to whom honor is due. Now, in the, the Amplified, it says it this way. If you owe taxes, then pay taxes. If you owe customs, then customs. Now, this is where the Amplified gets a little different. When it says fear instead of fear, it says give respect 
where respect is due. And give honor where honor is due. Now, I want to highlight something right there. There's a huge difference between honor and respect. Okay? A huge difference between it. And a lot of times this is what people will say when it comes to honor. Well, I don't want to give them honor because they don't deserve it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, we got to get this. If you don't get anything tonight, get this. Honor doesn't work that way. Listen real close. Respect is earned. Honor is given. Huge difference. What do you mean by that? I'm to honor my spouse. I'm to honor my mother and father. I'm to honor people in authority because God has called them to fulfill certain roles in every one of our lives. I honor them because the position that God has put on them. Do I respect them? Maybe not. Respect is earned. So could I honor my father and disrespect him? I believe you can. Honor, guys, is something that, that you give. You do it because Father God said so. Respect, however, is earned. And this is big to understand this. And this is what happened even there with Jesus. They wouldn't honor him, but honor was to be given because why? God called Jesus, and God put Jesus in that position. So when I learn to honor people for the position God's put them in, there's a blessing. There's a huge blessing on this. But i got to understand that the difference here. Look, look back uh, just a, a page, Romans 12. I want, I want you to see this. This will help us a little bit. just want to read two, two verses. Uh, Romans 12, verses 9 and 10. And above, above verse 9 in my Bible, it says, behave like Christians. <laughs> behave like Christians. So there's a certain way Christians ought to behave, evidently. Look what he says. Let love be without hypocrisy, or let your love be sincere. Abhor or hate what is evil. Cling or hold fast to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Now, when I read that right there, he says giving honor. He defines what honor is. Giving preference to one another. As I read that, I looked and I think, how would that look in my life to give preference to other people? Well, think about this. Maybe, maybe you have school teachers that have been really blessings to your children. What would happen if I showed them preference? What would happen right here if many of you that have little, little bitty guys that go through our children's ministry and you see a difference in your children? What would happen if you would begin to show them preference and say, thank you for investing into my child? Thank, and I'm telling you, there's, there's great teachers in here right now. I could start pointing out several one of them that, that have had things happen in their classrooms because they've loved your children. What would happen if I perverted them and say, man, thank you? What would happen if you've got a great babysitter that takes great care of your child? What would happen when the UPS guy comes to your door right now when he's working 20 hours a day? You know, I've got a good friend that he had a UPS guy delivered packages to his house every day, every day, every day. 
And one day he gave him a $25 gift card to some restaurant. The, the UPS guy came back to his door, knocked and looked at him with tears in his eyes and said, I've done this for over 30 years. I've never had anyone do this for me. This is the honor I'm talking about, that we begin to show preference to people. What about the little clerk at Walmart? Man, guys, I got one last night, and in one encounter, one thing, my wife had 34 different things. The line was backing up. People were mad, like, what is that guy doing? This lady just keeps ringing. She does it. She's got a great attitude. My wife swipes her card. And guess what happens? The whole transaction disappears. The whole computer shuts down everything. And I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, it's going to be a riot. It's getting ready to get bad. Her attitude was incredible. What did I start doing? I started apologizing to people in the line. We're so sorry. We're so, God bless all of you. Merry Christmas. I promise you, it was crazy. And actually, she had to go all the way to the front desk, you know, and so it was quite an evening. But what would happen with people in our especially this time of year, when we just showed preference to people? You know, when you go into a bathroom and see someone cleaning it, how many of us have ever said thank you? I do. I was at a golf course recently, and the guy in there, man, he had it spick and span. I mean, it was incredible. And I looked at him and said, God bless you. You know what he said? Thank you, sir. Thank you. And I thought, wow. I wish I could tell you I show preference all the time. I had an opportunity the other day, and I didn't do it. Man, I was so mad at myself. But this is what it's talking about. Learning to just live with honor, just to show preference, whether it's to Jesus, whether it's to our spouse, to our parents, just to people. Wouldn't that be awesome? Man, I encourage you right now to do this. Now, I want you to go to one more with me. Go to, go to 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. And as you're turning to this one, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like going here. Actually, I cringe at reading this because too many times people get, get people's hearts wrong. And I want you to understand this, guys, tonight. The only reason I'll read this is because it's in the Bible, okay? Don't get a, a wrong idea of my heart. Verse 17, 1 Timothy 5, 17. It says, Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in word and doctrine. You know who he's talking about? Pastors. Woo! That's why I don't like to go there. Because many people say, Oh, yeah, I know what you're doing. No, you don't. I'm just teaching you the Bible. And listen, when I read this verse right here, the, the reason I believe with all my heart that we don't see miracles and healings and deliverances like we read about in the Bible in the churches of the United States of America is right here because of this verse. And I'll stand before you and I'll tell you, I'm a man. I'm flesh and blood. Do I make a mistake? Ask Shelly. She'll tell you he makes mistakes every day. Have you made mistakes as a, every day as a pastor? But I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus put a calling on me. Jesus said this right here. And when I read what happened with Jesus, 
if a lack of honor, honor limited Jesus from doing what God called him to do, it's no different than us. It's no, and I'm not saying bow to me. That's not what I'm saying at all. But when I begin to heed what Jesus said and understand when they dishonored and devalued the office that God put him in, man, we get in trouble. Now, I can jump to a lot of areas in our lives right now. I mean, I don't care if it was Billy Clinton or the Bush brothers or President Obama. You might not like any of them. But I'm going to tell you right now, you better honor the office that God put them in. And it goes back to your mom and dad. Your mom and dad may not have been the greatest parents to you. But you got to honor them because of the position and the authority God put them in. It's like the police officers. And I'm going I'm to be careful. And we got police officers in here tonight. And I love the police officers. But I'm going to tell you right now. You, you want to be where you're not afraid of the police officers? Do what's right. That's a novel idea, Pastor. I mean, the only time I got nervous about the police officers in my life was when I was doing something wrong. Hide it under the seat. Hurry, hurry. I mean, now if they pull me over, I just grin and say, okay, okay, okay. What do you do? Well, I'm a pastor. That always works well. Really well. But you know what? I'll honor them. I'll honor them. I'll honor them. You know, I'm going to close with this. And, and I'm not exactly sure what Jason Lindemann does for a living. Tell me what you do real quick. Yeah, what a title. He's an environmental investigator. It's a good title. Well, he was telling me last week that he goes to this guy's his, his, his place of business and he, he has to inspect what they have. He writes this guy up. And you know, when you get written up, that's not a good thing. He wasn't writing him up, saying him good job. He wrote him up. And you know what the guy said? God bless you. I want to pray for you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It blessed me when he said that because guess what? This guy said, I'm just going to honor you. You didn't do what's wrong. I did what's wrong. You're just doing your job. I tell you guys, if we would get over this and just begin to honor people, Thank you for that encouragement. Yes, yes. Stand up with me. Stand up with me. See, this is big as with adults here, guys. We need to get this back in our heart. We need to get this back in our heart, guys, where it, it just beats to us. I'm going to honor. I'm going to honor. And even more so, we speak it into our children. And we speak it into our grandchildren. I mean, I had my grandson one day, he told me, Poppy, the ref did this and this and this. Why ref all those years? And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. The ref didn't shoot one free throw. The, the ref didn't dribble the ball off his foot. But Poppy, no, 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 don't even go there with me, okay? So you teach him just honor, honor, just begin to honor. Don't, don't live a life of justifying our excuses. Let's pray. Father God, we love you tonight. Lord, I, I ask right now for my own life, but all of us, that you saturate us with honor. You saturate us with honor that, Father God, we honor what you said to honor. The offices, spouses, our parents, Father God, our bosses. Bless right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, guys, you know what? You may not always agree with your boss, but you can sure honor him.
You might not have any respect for him, but you can sure honor him. Let me tell you this before I really let you go. You know, years ago I knew a minister, and he went into one of the African nations. He got over there, and, and the pastor brought him into a village where they were going to minister to, and the people began to come up to him. They washed his feet. They washed his hands. They washed his head. And this American minister looked and he told the pastor, he said, I don't like them doing that. Tell them to quit. And the pastor turned around and looked at him and said, Are you the man of God? And he said, I just looked at him. He said, Are you the man of God? And he said, I am. And he said, Understand this. They're not honoring you as a man. They're honoring the position God's put you in because they understand if we honor you, that it'll unleash miracles and healings. And guess what he said? I've never seen so many miracles happen in my life. He said, we saw people healed and whole. Just one thing after another. And he said, you know what? We came back to America. The same message, the same attitudes and everything that I had in in Africa. And we didn't see nothing. He said, you know why? Because Americans won't honor. We won't honor. I heard one of the, the, the biggest pastors in the United States of America. This year, he was the first pastor that was invited to this group of pastors of 13 around the world. He said to him, he said, why hadn't there ever been any other American pastors on here? And you know what they said? Because Americans are too arrogant. He said, You're, we saw you were very humbling and honoring, but the rest of the American pastors are so arrogant. I thought, man, help us. Help us, Lord Jesus. Let's put on honor, okay? Let's honor our spouses. Yeah, praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.